San Diego. Mm. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful view, Mr. Burgundy. I know. I love this city. It's a, it's a fact. It's the greatest city in the history of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Discovered by the Germans in 1904, they named it San Diego. Which, of course, in German means a whale's vagina. <laughs> no, there's no way that's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to impress you. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think anyone knows what it means anymore. Scholars maintain that the translation was lost hundreds of years ago. It, doesn't it mean Saint Diego? No. No? No, that's... That's what it means. <laughs> really. Well, agree to disagree. They named it San Diego, which in German means a whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> You love them because they remind you of your sisters and BFFs, assuming they're a little twisted, too. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I told you, I'm in San Diego. And Paula? You know how much I love a big asshole. I just adore it. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. It is the Ugly Truth. Hello, friends, as my sister Paula would say. <laughs> Hello, friends. Episode 121. I am fresh off the plane from San Diego. San Diego. Whale's vagina, as we've been joking about <laughs> all week. I know. <laughs> and let me tell you, the jokes don't end when you're in San Diego. I'm sure we're not the only ones that, no. you know... Talk about it. <laughs> I have a, I have stories to tell. Uh, we hung out with some locals. Well, hold on. Let's uh, let's open. Okay. Ugh, ugh. Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello, listeners. Thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. I have so much to discuss. Paula has so much to discuss. We recorded so early last week. We were just saying we recorded so early last week. We actually have not spoken to each other outside of the show, and it really freaking sucks. I, I was just saying, I miss you, and you were on this side of town, and I want to slap you for I not stopping so by. so bad. I was literally, like, <laughs> zipping in and out of a doctor's appointment. Yeah. And so I just, and, and I, I felt guilty. I literally felt Aww. guilty. Because then I was thinking, well, of course, you know, we take it to extremes. As I was crossing over Sunset, and I'm like, what if she saw me? She would be so <laughs> mad if she'd be like, is that, is that Paula? What, what is she doing here? It's like, hey, hey. You know, God forbid I stop at a store and like bump into you there and you'd be like, what, what are you doing? Why here? are you, why, here why and... are you in my neck of the woods and not talking to me? And why don't I know that <laughs> I know. you are here? This is awful. Even tonight I, I was know. rushing. It's been crazy because we'll, we'll get to it, but there's mm -hmm. a funeral in progress this week, oh not on our yes. side of the family. Okay. Oh, and God. so I've been like slam bam crazy because, you know, Victor's yes. daughter here. Suddenly there's this funeral and now Victor's just a pallbearer. And so. Oh, my God. It's, it's huge. It's it's okay. turning into this huge production. And so right. well, um, we'll just we will discuss the funeral because I can't wait to hear about because you know how I'm about death. Um, we'll discuss that at the end. <laughs> I came rushing into my room and 
Victor's daughter. She's like, oh, she's like, what happens if you don't make it? And I'm like, well, my sister just will get really mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) So she'll be just really bad. And that is enough. It was funny because she kind of looked at me like weird. I never Um, like thought like older people had like, you know, sisters and sisters. (laughs) No, we really do. And we're somehow we still function, even though we're elderly now. So apparently you were tweeting all about in Comic-Con. So yes, to start with the, the, you and I, well, none of us actually are great <laughs> flyers. And so, no. Start with you and Daryl at the airport on Friday. So, we get to the, now we're halfway to the airport and I'm already going, oh. he goes, What's the matter? I'm like, I just, I really hate flying with you. <laughs> He's like, Why? I go, Because if the, cr- if the plane crashes, we both die and our children are orphans and we leave them to my crazy family. And I'm worried. I just, I already thought about that. I'm like, Oh God. I'm like, I can just imagine. You know, the four of us moving into your giant mansion yes. and having to figure out how the hell we're going to pay for that thing. Well, splitting it by four would be easy. But anyway, I was like, well, he goes, well, we'll, we'll have plenty of time. We'll, we'll get a cocktail. Everything will be good. And I'm like, OK. I said, but I don't want to be too hammered because, you know, we, we're going to Comic-Con in the afternoon. Well, we're, we're literally jumping right in the second we arrive. So I don't want to be schnockered it's only an hour and 20 flight it's an hour and 10 minute flight it's super fast i mean you don't want to get wasted because i mean no that's so we are on our way now the one thing i will appreciate is that daryl is very good about traveling he has gone to airports and parked long term short term you know he's done it all he knows how to get from a to b quickly and so i'm i'm glad about it victor's the same way i literally just have to Make sure I get myself in the chair and that's it. I just need to be physically aware of where I'm <laughs> right. at. You know, TSA gives me anxiety every time because I just know one of these days I'm going to get through. and They're going to be like, you know, something's in your something. We're going to have to, you know, strip search you. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm always anxious about missing my flight because of something that I didn't prepare for in security. And so, you know, that's my that's always my thing. I'm like, I have my ID. I have my boarding pass. I'm not wearing any jewelry. I check all my luggage. So I don't have any carry-ons. And so I should be good to go. So we get to the airport. We take the eggs off the free. We get it to the airport. Daryl has suddenly forgotten where to go and no longer knows where the parking garage is or what exit to take. We went around in circles twice. There are signs everywhere. Just read the signs. I don't know what to tell you, except that he had lost his fucking mind. It's, and I said, it's the long term parking. It's like way out in the field and well, no, no, no. Or we're, economy we're, parking or we're whatever. We're going to park in the parking garage. Oh, okay. because oh, it's the new terminal after two drives around. And I said, well, turn, do go here, you know, because unfortunately for me, I wasn't paying attention because I didn't think I had to. So finally, we end up parking in the most expensive lot. <laughs> And so I said, just park here because at now we have like 30 minutes before the plane parked in hourly. (laughs) No, we were parked somewhere. I don't remember. All I know, it was $80 when we left on Sunday night. Holy crap. It was expensive. But we were, it's like we either pay the ridiculous fee or we continue driving around until you just happen to run into the right entrance to the place. I don't know what to do at this point. We had no choice. And so... We get parked, we go, and he's completely unable to find anything. And I said, no, we have to go here. We're checking our luggage. He's like, no, this is departures only. I said, listen to me, human. I don't know what's wrong with you today, 
but I'm no longer listening to you. Today is opposite right. day. Clearly, clearly he's he's lost his his uh he's uh, his right to a uh, guide. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, and I was furious because I try I rely on him at the airport because I'm so anxious. And now I'm on my own. So now I have to kick into a different gear, survival mode. Right, exactly. So now I'm like I don't care who you are anymore. Now this is about me getting to where I need to go. Give me come give, along if you'd like. Victor you know? hates that because when I get like that, I start saying like my children, my yes. this, my that, That's and he's like, pretty what, much. What, what is this? My business. <laughs> this is getting shit done and not caring about others. Right. This is what's happening. So we go up the thing. He goes, "This isn't the way." I go, "You're not speaking any longer. <laughs> You're not in charge any longer." So we find, oh, shocking. Hey, here's Southwest Airlines. So we get in line. We check our bags. We get to the thing. We have 15 minutes before they start boarding. And so we go to the bar and I said, give me a double of whatever. So I would have just done shots by then. We get our shots. I suck it down and we leave. So we board. Decent seats. Everything's great. Except that we have the screaming baby on our flight. Oh, Of course. Always. And you know. Here's the thing. There are certain things where I just, you just got to let it go. You know, there's nothing you can do or say to make your trip improve by losing your temper, right? On a plane, especially. I mean, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do about that. You know, it's. Yes. It is what it is. Now, like the gentleman that decided to come in like last minute sweating and take off his shoes and socks <laughs> sitting next to me and the guy behind oh. me that kept farting. Oh my God. That is something you can control. And you can address. And you can and get angry it. about that. Yes. So we were walking onto the plane and there was there was a there was a backlog for some reason. Now we were in the A group. So we were like the first 50 people on the plane. Right. There should be no backlog. So there is a woman and she's like bent over and she's dealing with something. And I now I've had some cocktails. I've already said some choice words in line about about an ugly woman. And Daryl's like, you have to stop talking out loud. And I said, OK. Jeez. And so I go, hey, <laughs> on the plane. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I, go, I go, hey, I go, what's the hold up? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And then the, I'd had too much vodka in a very short period God, of time. I didn't even think you could get a buzz that quickly. <laughs> oh, I hadn't eaten yet. And it was early to me. So all of a sudden, the guy behind me, some older gentleman, he goes, what's going on up there? Because <laughs> because I had I had lifted, I had taken the lid off. So now we're all going to start yelling. You open a can of whoop-ass and, and now everyone's Darryl, participating. Daryl's just looking at the floor like, I, I don't know what, what happened Well, I mean, today. you had emaciated him already. Already, so I mean, why didn't you just you know pull out your dick and start you know (laughs) slapping people with? I was already in charge, damn it. So and so finally the woman settles in, and and so I said, hey, we're just trying to be efficient here. (laughs) So we sit down. So we sit down. Luckily, it wasn't a full flight, so Daryl and I got our own row, which was awesome. Oh, good. So then we land in San Diego, and it was a very smooth flight. We had a great pilot, actually. He drove that thing like it was a freaking car. It was awesome. We, like, blew through the sky. It was great. So it's time to get out. Now, the same woman who's sitting one row in front of us, now Daryl's on the row, and I'm on the window seat. 
She gets out and she sticks her ass right in Daryl's face. She's doing the same thing she did when we were waiting for her the first time. She's adjusting whatever stupid little carry-on she has with wheels. And she's making it all whatever so that she can get off the plane. I can't stand people who bring carry-on. Like, it really bothers me. And when I say carry-on, I mean like the luggage carry-on. Why do people take these ginormous suitcases that barely qualify as carry-on. You've probably already paid anywhere from two to five hundred dollars for the ticket. <laughs> so what's the extra twenty bucks? <laughs> you know? I And Southwest, the first bag flies free. Actually, some of them times it's two. Two are free, depending on the flight. Well, I mean, if so, you, yeah, if there's two of you, then yeah, the two bags. So she sticks her big flat ass <laughs> right in Daryl's face and he turns to me and I go, Do you like asses? And he's like God. Welcome to so, Comic-Con. God. <laughs> the thing is, is that, you know, this show is just a small tip of the iceberg of how we behave in public, generally speaking, True. which I will get to later. God. So, hey, what's the holdup wasn't even your ugly and awkward moments. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's just say. I think this week's just... going to be pretty good because... <laughs> I have a really good one. Let's just say I may have removed someone's costume. What? Okay, hold. So keep going. Keep going. Okay. So we get to San Diego. It's a beautiful city. Jump in the cab. Ocean breeze because you forget you're right there on the beach, oh, yeah. like on the ocean. San Diego's like right by Mexico. I mean, it's so tropical and humid and sunny and breezy. It's beautiful there. Mm-hmm. So we get to our hotel. Now, we uh, initially had been booked far away, and we were really worried because we're like, that's a lot of cab drives and or renting a car and all this other stuff. So we finally landed in a hotel that's about a mile away from Comic-Con. Cool. And when I say that Comic-Con is a mile away, the actual convention center is a mile away, but the entire city, downtown and the and the Gaslamp District, yeah. it's all Comic-Con. I mean, the whole city turns into this convention. Oh, yeah. It's probably like Mardi Gras in, in It's essence. ridiculous. It is crazy. Everywhere you go, there are nerds I was everywhere. just going to say, that's a lot of BO. That's all oh, I have to Oh, well, say. now let me tell you. Initially, everyone's clean. Initially. <laughs> yes. Polite. By by Sunday, however, well, even because Saturday. because they're socially inept. Of course they're polite. There's a, there's a lot of socially retarded folks. <laughs> however, there are normal people there. People like Daryl and I were there, and it was not a lot, but there were mm-hmm. enough that you didn't feel like you didn't belong because you were too normal or anything. Right. The thing about Comic-Con is this. We, we get there. Okay, so we get to our hotel. It's the Four Point Sheraton downtown. Okay. We get in. So it's nice enough. But when you walk into the lobby, have you ever been to an Abercrombie and Fitch store? I try Or avoid, Hollister? I try and avoid those because everyone that works there is like skinny and good looking. Okay. But the thing that about these stores, specifically these two stores, is that they put some kind of cologne in their vent system. So when you oh. walk in, you smell their cologne. It's like walking into someone's neck. It's like, it is. And it smells like every high school boy in America who oh, plays a lacrosse or something. I mean, it's very just, that's what the smell is. So we walk in, yeah. I'm like, why does it smell like Abercrombie and Fitch in here? <laughs> right. Really loud. Were you still drunk? No. Oh, okay. I was just, I think I was just overwhelmed. 
You know, the whole weekend, the, the word of the day is overwhelmed. That is literally the way it was the entire time. It was a whirlwind. Jeez. So we walk in and everybody's wearing Batman shirts and there's decorations everywhere because this apparently, according to some people that we spoke with, which I will discuss later, this is a third of everybody's income for the year restaurants hotels oh wow so anyway we get to the hotel so we're going up we're on the 12th floor we walk into the floor and i'm like god i go this place looks like a prison i mean all the like the doors are super narrow and everything's kind of like yellow beige ew yeah it wasn't very inviting at all i'm like i feel uncomfortable you know what? you don't like hotels jamie it doesn't I, matter i don't like to every you know hotel <laughs> I, and, and this is what 121 episodes i don't know yes. how many times well we've been to reno twice <laughs> you well, and daryl have been i think you know a handful of places and <laughs> you always have some sort of complaint about <laughs> the hotel well, I don't know what I expect. I mean, maybe I've been watching too many movies. I'm not sure, but you lay walk off in. The, uh, so we turn, shows. we turn, we turn the corner, and there's a um, a maid or a cleaning lady. <laughs> I go. Sounds like a prison in here, and she's like, "Oh," and she's like, "Hello," and she's Mexican, and so our, I like a job. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> our door is ajar, and I I turned to her. I said, "Were you cleaning in here?" And she's like, "Oh, I." I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and so you Daryl goes, please tell me you didn't try in your, your Spanish again, did you? No. No, I did not. Limpia so, es uh, room A? Uh, donde esta lapis? <laughs> no. What, so, what is Daryl, it? Are you asking for pencils? <laughs> I don't know. That's don't the only thing I can remember. It. It's the only thing I can remember from high school. Lapis. <laughs> So I open. So Daryl is standing there, and the door's ajar. And I said, "Well, I don't know what this is all about." I go, "Do you think they gave us the wrong room?" He's like, "I have no idea." So he, this is where Daryl gets to take back his in chargeness. He has the room key. He has the room key, and the door's ajar. So he's going to be in charge now. So he lowers his voice to the lowest octave. Hello, <laughs> and he opens up the door. He opens the door. Oh, he opens the door, and there's a there's a man in there. And he, the guy is sitting at the desk, like, resting or something. And he goes, oh, he goes, hello. And he goes, I was just putting on a new toilet seat. <laughs> I'm like, all right, are you, are you done? Are you complete? He's like, yeah, thank you. Have a nice day. He walks out. What is going on with my life? I, I don't know. Even... And I'm like... I said, God. this is like, so I go, well, like you guys need a restart. Like, like, you know, you need to wake up to Sunny and share, you know, right. like Groundhog's Day. And, yeah, and just a new beginning, over. right? I know. And so I said, all right. I said, well, the room's not so bad. It's, it's a, it's a Sheridan. I mean, it's fine. We're not going to even be there that much. So as long as it's clean, I'm good. The only drawback was this. The bathroom door was a slider door and it was like frosted glass. So it's not even, like, super-duper private. Like, you can't even, like, shut the door and lock it and put a towel at the bottom, you know, for privacy. God. It's, like, super, like, minimal privacy. I, like, want those big, heavy, like, you know, slam-shut kind of... Yes! I don't know. Heavy doors. Like, yeah, like fireproof so it's like doors. This, right, so it's like this slider door. I'm like, oh, God. So I, I went in, I, I peed and everything, and I said, well... I don't plan on having any bowel movements this weekend. How about you? <laughs> He's like, well, what do you mean? I go, well, go ahead. He So I hear this whoosh, 
slider open and shut. He goes, I see what you're saying. And I, but Daryl can shit anywhere. He's a guy. Most he can, guys can. He doesn't care. And I, he's like, he goes, you think you won't go? And I go, honestly, I can't even poop in my own house when you're, <laughs> you're home. You're like, I, I can don't guarantee know. I'm not going to go. <laughs> you know that there will be some issues on Monday, but nothing's happening this I'll, weekend. I'll, I'll deal with it when it happens. <laughs> I'll but... hand, I'll eat apricots. It'll be fine. Right. So, we look out the window and go, well, let's look at the view. So I look out the window. I'm like, oh, look it. There's about 100 homeless people down there. <laughs> this Aww, is great. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, that's our view is, uh, is homeless people down below the uh, over over ramp of the freeway. And I said, you know what? Let's just go to let's just go to Comic-Con. Like, yeah. let's just get let's just get going. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. So we get on the we get on the there's shuttles and they're these big luxury bus shuttles. Cool. So we walk and we get to the shuttle. We get on and it's wonderful it's exciting it's beautiful there are people everywhere and i can't wait like i can't even believe we're here you know it's like disneyland plus right because i've been to disneyland a million times and so this is so new and exciting i have no idea what to expect now you don't unfortunately because it's so big you don't ever get no not one single person will ever get all the cool stuff you'll never see everything that happens right. it's impossible so you kind of just have to pick and choose but that's probably on purpose too i mean how yeah. else would they accommodate that many people you can't exactly now the one thing that i did notice when they dropped us off I said, well, we have to go up to get our tickets. We have to go up like four flights of super heavy stairs. Now, there was a like a little gondola that you could go up, but it was taking forever and it was slow. And I said, come on, we're we're healthy yeah, people. It's Let's not like you're old or something. Go up the stairs. So, of course, Joe's like, well, I don't it says no entrance up there. And I said, you don't get to decide where we go anymore. Remember, we're going up. <laughs> And of course, that's exactly where we needed to go. So we got our tickets, we got our little swag bags, you know, you get all this free stuff. Right when you walk in the door, you get these cool lanyards and all this other th things. And so we were walking through, there are a lot of autograph places where you can, people who were in like super classic movies, like remember the blonde chick from Revenge of the Nerds, uh, the very first one, Alpha Beta, the chick oh, uh, um, ends up with the nerd. Is her name Pamela or? Uh... I can't remember her name, Patty or? I can't remember no, Betty. Betty was there. Betty, that's right. Giving autographs. Really? She looks the same, just a little older, you know? And so I'm like, hey, it's Betty from Revenge of the Nerds. Wouldn't that be and funny if they had her signing Pythons? Oh, that see now you could be her PR girl. I should I don't totally think be that. marketing because I'd be like, buy the five dollar python, and then you can go and have it, you know, autographed, it, like the, the original cream. ones that they did in the movie with her boobs. Yeah, maybe she'd be opposed to that. I don't really know. Well, she's in her fifties now, so she might be, but maybe not. I mean, if I was in, if I was in my twenties or whatever, and I had great tits, I'd sign a python. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of men who would. Definitely do like, it. Like, you were my first boobs. Yeah, really. <laughs> I know? mean, gosh, I'm sure every guy whacked off mm -hmm. to that movie. Essentially. And so uh, so we're walking through, and um, we saw there was a little WWE stand with some classic wrestlers that I didn't know. They were, like, Polynesian and uh, wrestlers. Were they twins? No, no, no. It wasn't anybody new. The, there, there was no line where they were. Let's put it that way. These autograph areas were kind of like relegated to kind of like the dusty corner. You know, it's like they were yeah. there and they were people, but, you know, they were kind of like, eh. Nobody necessarily is coming to see them, but you'd be a fool not to go and try to make a few hundred bucks. Sure. Because you know? sure. it's like 50 bucks an autograph. So anyway. Wow. So we looked at all of that and then we went down to the exhibition thing. And it's just, it's so overwhelming that 
it's hard to grasp what you're looking at. And so we were looking at all these huge displays, the My World of Warcraft game. They had oh. a bunch of stuff there. So I took some pictures of that. We did get, there was a big Minecraft um, display and God. tons of Legos everywhere and that you could build your own. And they had like every Lego you could collect in this glass case that you could look at. And of course you can buy everything. Sure. I got, oh, you know, this is really cool, is I got Ryan a Lego um, poster The you know, the Xbox games he really likes. They were giving away posters for the new game that's coming out. So I got him a poster of How that. How cool. I love it. The posters are already selling for like 20 bucks on eBay and they were free. It was like crazy. What? That's the thing what? is that all the free crap you get, all the free stuff you get. People, if you get, du if they get duplicates of it, they go and immediately sell it on eBay and they sell it for like tons of money. You could even it's hold crazy. on to something like that. Like if you have like an attic oh, or a yeah. basement, just kind of every time you go, just store something. And then, you know, 10 years later. It's it's crazy. And the thing is, it's like, you know, those little pops that, that we like. Um, we got Ryan the little wrestler pop for his birthday once, little Funko pops. That they Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, they're they're super collectible. And Comic-Con has, there's a, there was a store there. It's the Funko store, which is where all these pops, that's oh, who right. makes these pops. So I, I'm naive. I don't know. So I walk up, I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Look at, look at all these, all of these San Diego Comic-Con uh, exclusives. You can only buy them here. That's exciting. I'm like, oh, I want the Ted 2. I want the this and that, you know, and all these really cool Star Wars ones. I'm like, let's get a couple of these. That'll be super fun. The kids will love it. So we walk in and the guy goes, this is the exit. And this is the exit line. I said, oh, okay, well, where's the entry? He goes down there. I'm like, all right. So we walk down and I turn a corner and there's like 400 people in line. Oh, my God. Forget it. <laughs> so I'm like, well, um, what's this? And they all have like this order sheet in their hand. I go, well, where do you get that? So I'm walking and this guy stops. He goes, no, stop. You need a ticket. And I'm like, a ticket for what? He goes, you need a ticket to get in line. I go, I need to get a ticket to get in line to buy something. He said, yeah. And I said, okay, fine. Where's the ticket he goes oh well we sold out of those this morning and it was like four o'clock in the afternoon so they already said, knew they weren't going to have enough inventory then based on well, the tickets because it's exclusives yeah right. and i said i see i see he goes but you can come back tomorrow and try again i go well i won't be here tomorrow so i guess i'm not getting any comic-con exclusives from funko oh well i'm sure you can order it online the thing is is that there are those who go to comic-con to get these exclusive to sell them in their stores or online or right. whatever but being in and you're kind of in the same boat when you are in media and you get so much free crap yeah. from the the places where they're trying to promote a new show or right. a movie you get all this stuff and that's essentially what they're giving away at comic-con is they're just trying to get you to like their property and so they're giving you free things to show off how much you love this movie or this show. So I'm not super impressed personally right. with exclusives because I've seen all this stuff like for years. I'm like, this is not exclusive. I mean, it is, but this is no different than when I worked in promotions at a radio station. It's the same kind of stuff. And you know what? And people who go there and sell their wares, they make a crap ton of money. There were, a, but the, the good thing is there were a lot of really good artists, comic book artists. We love The Walking Dead, as you know. Mm -hmm. And so there was the gentleman who designs all of the toys. Um, he was there and we got his autograph on a piece that you can't buy anywhere. And that thing is already on sale for $80 on eBay. Wow. I was shocked. But 
you know, we're keeping it and, you know, we might buy the, the thing that comes with it and just say, hey, look, we have it. You know, I don't know. Stuff like that was really neat. We got Tyler some really cool comic books. Mm-hmm. We tried to get into now the, the other thing besides the exhibit floors, which are where all the wares are being sold, is there's a lot of panels and the panels is where you get to see actors and directors and producers and writers and you know that's when they are promoting their new upcoming seasons for tv or their movies right hall h is the big hall where all the super high-end super popular movies and stars go like star wars and game of thrones right and yeah they actually had um like harrison ford was there Carrie yes Fisher and that was, was a surprise <laughs> and then the other guy that played luke skywalker i forget his name mark hamill was there all the originals were there what was interesting now hall h is one of those things where you literally wait in line for like two days you camp out in line for days to get into this hall okay well, because I'm, that would it's just a, be it's something like, i wouldn't be saying then Thank you. It, and I told Daryl, I said, that that will never, ever happen to me. I will never spend all this money to sit on grass next to others for 48 hours in a row. Like, why would you do that? For what? A movie? To see a human being on stage? I mean, I think no. the longest in my entire life I've ever waited for something because I wanted it that bad was like two hours. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's my threshold. Like, if it's longer than two hours... I just, I'm not going to do it. But I'll put it to you this way. You and I aren't that passionate about things out in the world like that. I mean, I... Right. And I don't begrudge those that do by any means, but these are people who make this track to see... Let's talk about Star Wars, for example. Star Wars came in, these people got in after waiting days to get in to see this panel. And J.J. Abrams, who has done all the Star Trek movies that we all love so bad, and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford was a surprise. So when they said, the moderator said, so, J.J., how is Harrison Ford doing? You know, he was in that helicopter accident. Is he recovered? Is he Was he able to complete the film? And he goes, I don't know. Let's ask him. And then he came out. Oh, and okay. 7,500 people just stood up in an uproar and went insane because he's the original Han Solo. It's a huge deal. He's never been to Comic-Con because he's not that kind of guy. Yeah, he's kind of country. Yeah, and he's 70 years old. He doesn't have to do this kind of stuff. They did. They had footage of a guy. Uh, first, they showed this girl who's taking a picture, and she has the Han Solo iPhone cover on mm-hmm. her phone so they have this picture of her taking a picture of harrison ford out and then they pan to a guy who's sitting close to the front who's crying oh my god are you kidding me but listen these are the people who waited for days well i mean they pro- they're yeah. that passionate that's their passion you know I, just, I don't even i mean i get it but i don't know that i can relate because i just don't know that i'm that passionate about anything well you Which know what is it, is, of, it is is that sad or is that no good i don't know the one thing i will say is this now my experience with the panels was really good we we got in line we were told you know uh, daryl had a friend who's been to comic-con several times you guys are gonna have to get in like a couple hours before the panel you want to see i wanted to see seth mcfarland i love family guy i love american dad i wanted to see him i wanted to see it i was well, so you excited love i'm like seth mcfarland <laughs> i do love seth mcfarland well, he's adorable doesn't i think he's adorable he's funny as hell oh, and he's, he's handsome hilarious and, and he is handsome yeah. yes and so that's i told daryl i said you know what i don't want to see i don't want to look at any more things for sale i want to see a panel so let's just wait in line and we will just deal with it 
we got right in. We literally walked right in. I don't know how our timing was good. The place held like 3,000 people. We got good seats. We moved up a couple of times. Not only did we see Norman Reedus, who we got in two panels before his. And so we got to see somebody from Game of Thrones, someone from Walking Dead. And now what I didn't realize is you're not allowed to video or stream anything when you're in these panels. I started periscoping. Oh. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to. Now, I didn't get in trouble because we were pretty far back. But I turned on my periscope and I said, I'm in ballroom 20. Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead is talking. And I just started streaming his talking. Uh-huh. And I had like 30 people going, oh, my God. You know, because they were like probably in line or they were far away. And I mean, who knows? But they were like, it's Norman. What panel is this? Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it was so exciting because... They were seeing something that only a certain amount of people were ever going to see. Right. So I did that for a while. And then finally I turned it off because, you know, he stopped talking and it was some other people. And and then later it said, you're not allowed to live stream anything in here. And I went, oops, just kidding. Didn't know. You know, but after that, I just started live tweeting everything. Everything everything that happened, I just started to live tweet it in there. I took some photos and I said, this is so great. We got to see the Simpsons panel, which was amazing. Oh, really? It was, oh my God, it was so good. They've been doing this for so long. They are like old hat, comfortable. They ask questions. They get they gave away prizes, you know, to everybody. And it was just a really cool thing. Bart Simpson's voice was there. That lady, um, she's in Scientology. I can't remember her name right now, but oh, um, okay. she was there. And then um, all the, uh, you know, Matt Groening was there or Grounding, however you say his name. And you know, I mean, they were really relaxed and cool. And then Seth MacFarlane came out. The thing with Seth MacFarlane is this. First of all, we had a really shitty moderator. The guy who kind of controls the panel. He's from TV Guide. Okay. And he was a total idiot. He's like, look what I have, you guys. I have the very first press kit from when Family Guy first came out in 1997. And Seth looks at him and he goes, why do you have that? He's like, why would you have that? He goes, uh, well... I, I don't know. I just thought you'd find it interesting. He goes, yeah, I have like five of them in my office. You know? Oh, my God. Please me. You know, give me, be a little more prepared. And so he says, well, Seth, you know, you're going to be recording with the Boston Pops um, this fall. Are you excited about that? He goes, I am. He goes, but I really don't think these people here are the Boston Pops people. I think these are the family guy people, you know, right? because he does sing and he does all this great stuff, but you know, some people aren't Seth MacFarlane fans, per se. They're more his product, you know, fans, like Family Guy and American Dad. He's a pretty savvy business person as well. He is. So, so he turns and he goes, did my, he goes, did my publicist tell you to talk about this? Because <laughs> he's like, what? A lot of the questions that he fielded were like, how is it working with the censors? We know that you had a tumultuous relationship with Fox and all this stuff. And he goes, you know, you guys ask me these questions every time. And the thing is, is that we actually have a very pleasant relationship. We've been on with them for 15 years. Yeah, I didn't think there was. A, I used to work for Fox. There was no issue. We talk to the censors regularly where we know these they're humans. He goes, in fact, I had cocktails with the parent, the parent board council. Yeah. You know, the ones that are always poo-pooing. They're the ones that report everything to the um, FCC. FCC. He goes, I had cocktails with the guy yesterday. He goes, we agreed to disagree, but he's a human being and we're just kind of doing our jobs. You know, that's just. But they know how to play ball there. I mean, they know, they know how to creep up against the line, but not cross it. So. I was a little disappointed with the moderator simply because he wasn't asking many questions that we all didn't already know the answers to. Mm -hmm. And 
in that aspect, it's like he really underutilized Seth MacFarlane because he really could have gone a different direction. And I was like, I'm like halfway through, I turned to Daryl. I'm like, this guy's shitty. Seth MacFarlane hasn't been to Comic-Con in years. And he comes back and this is the guy we get. And I'm and I can bet he probably won't be back for a few more years. So eventually what happened is now Alex Borstein, who is one of my most favorite people in the world, she voices Lois, but she's on a couple of shows that I really enjoy. And she's a writer, too. They started making they started talking to there was a sign language translator. (laughs) So they said, hey, how would you translate dick pic? And so she's like, hmm, she's thinking about, she goes, oh, I would do it this way. So for the rest of the time, they're like, hey, hey, how would you do vagina poo? You know, (laughs) so they they turned it into a hilarious time. And the moderator like literally disappeared, like he ceased to exist after that. And they kind of just took over and then it was fabulous. We saw a lot of exclusives of this upcoming season, which is always super fun. And so... Daryl and I were like, anything from this point on is gravy. We've seen the panel we wanted to see. We've seen all the cool stuff. There's a lot of weirdos. And you know what else is really weird? Is there is a ton of people who walk around with big posters about how you're evil for participating in things like fantasy and it's satanic and, oh. you know, turn back to God. I mean, they're everywhere. That's interesting. Everywhere with, with big I would have been like, hey, I like your costume. Yeah, right? <laughs> And the one thing I didn't realize, and I told Daryl, I said, I feel like such a fool. I don't know why I was so naive, but, you know, there are, I would say about a third of the people who attend Comic-Con are in a costume. Mm -hmm. There are the ones that are like, you know, 17, 18 year olds wearing shitty costumes that they threw together, just walk around. There are the ones that clearly put a lot of effort into their work. Oh, yeah. Like had them custom made or whatever. Yeah, or they, you know, they just really, they're they're clearly made, but they're very well done. Right. And then there are ones that look like they came off of a movie lot. Oh. And so I was like, wow. And so I, I do have the photo, and I obviously haven't posted it, but I'll show it to you later where I took a picture with a stormtrooper. The problem is, is Daryl has yet to take a decent photo of me. <laughs> And so I'm, lo- I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm looking <laughs> off somewhere and I've got this weird look on my face. I'm like, I can't show this to people. My body looks great, but my face looks dumb. I look like a raisin. <sighs> so yeah. now I've got to work with it before yeah. I can post well, it. You know, every I- time Victor takes a picture, it never fails. It's always got like that shaken look, you know, like everything's God, blurry. Just, like, why? Why do I, you know, it's like, and what choice did I have? I can't take a selfie with a... People are going to think I don't have legs. I never take a full body shot. Yeah, really? But, I have good legs. It's just that Daryl is horrible at photographing. And I just, you know, he's like, you're not happy with anything. I'm like, well, I'm definitely not happy with the way you photograph me. You are correct. One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the ugly truth lip and clip. To do that, the Uggs know you have to have the right stuff and be ready for anything. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link to shop for high-quality makeup and beauty supplies, all at great deals. Plus, every time you buy something, you'll be helping out the show. So thanks. And now back to the Ugly Truth. So didn't you guys go for two days then? We did. That was, okay, yeah. And I gave you a mix of Friday and Saturday. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you didn't go on Sunday? 
We did not go on Sunday, uh, and we couldn't have anyway because Daryl was very ill from Saturday night. Um, so here's here, I'm going to go ahead and segue. Now Comic Con was great. I did take photos. I will post them on the Ugly Truth Facebook page. I did post them on my personal, and I actually have a few others that I haven't posted yet. So I will definitely, when the show posts, I will post all the photos that I took at Comic Con onto the Ugly Truth site so that you can see them. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, I should say Ugly Truth Facebook, but Periscope. After I Periscope and I did a lot of live tweeting, we got a shit ton of followers after that cool. because they were like, ah, nah, nah, nah. so that could be why we're seeing an upswing in the uh, numbers. They might Maybe. be checking us out, which is awesome. Welcome. Alex Borstein. Alex Borstein thanked me for my compliment that I left for her on Twitter because she's so filthy and I just absolutely freaking love her. Cool. And so that was really exciting. I did not meet any celebs. No. Okay. I will tell you this. There were some celebrities um, that passed me and people were freaking out about have no idea who they are. Like um, who? I, well, I don't even know. But oh. they, but, but younger girls were freaking out. And so I can only assume it was like a WB star from oh, some show. Probably. Nobody I would know. And so there were a few of those. I'm like, who is that? I'm like, you know, if I even if I even remotely knew who it was, I'd approach them and say, hey, you know, say something about something with me. Say hello. And but I literally had no idea who he was. I hope it wasn't someone super huge. And I was just like, whatever. You know, I'm just not impressed by celebrity, I guess. So I really would need to recognize them before I'd be like, hey, hey, how cool. So I think that's fair. And, you know, to be honest, I think most of our listeners, if you know, I'm just speaking on their behalf, mm. that they wouldn't be terribly wowed by, you know, some I, prepubescent I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'd be like, oh, you have no idea who that is. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm old, apparently. Like, what, but... Was he in the Twilight movie or what? I don't know. No. I mean, that would be, I'd, yeah, I'd sound right. like an old lady. <laughs> like, Are you a vampire? I don't right. even know. So no, I um, was a werewolf or what? I don't know. There was, was there was one time where we tried to get in to see the Bob's Burgers panel. And this was on our first day. And they said, oh, are you here to see Bob's Burgers? We said, yeah. They're like, oh, go right in. So we followed this little line going right into this little auditorium where there was like a three hour line. We, t- we did not realize we had cut into. And the lady, the girl in front of us goes, she turns around and she's a Comic-Con employee. She goes, I'm the last person in line and I know it's not you. Move along. And we're like, oh, just kidding. We didn't know. We're like, well, we, we sent us up here. We didn't know. So we're like, all right, let's go get cocktails. So we went to a bar and had some cocktails. That was pretty much it. We, like I said, it, it was overwhelming. We were both like completely overwhelmed. We had a great time. And then... I told you a little bit. If you watch Master Chef on Fox, I do. That's what it's called. Yes, Master right? Chef. Okay. It's on Master Fox, Chef. your local Fox channel, on Wednesday nights. Yes, with Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, and then the guy that wears weird glasses, and then the really pretty redhead. I don't know yes. their names. <laughs> so now, uh, a few years ago, uh, Daryl actually worked with a gal named Janelle in San Francisco, and a person named Nick. In San Francisco, they were AEs, account executives in uh, at Claire Channel. They uh, were seeing each other uh, somewhat on the download because they were working together. Right. Well, ultimately, he decided to make a change and he moved to San Diego and she followed him because she's like, what the hell? I love this dude. Why am I here? For what? Mm-hmm. You know, so she, they both went to San Diego. They love Daryl. They remember him well. Uh, they've kept in touch off and on throughout the you know couple of years that they've been down in San Diego. So he got in touch with Janelle and said, hey, we're coming to Comic-Con. Are you guys going to be around? They're like, oh, my God, yes. So Saturday morning before we went to our second day of Comic-Con, 
we met up with Janelle at this really great restaurant called Werewolf mm-hmm. in downtown San Diego. Now, Nick is Nick Nappy from Master Chef. He's currently yeah, he's currently on this. He's season. currently on the show, and he's doing very well on the show. By the time this drops, um, yes. They'll be down to the top 10, and I'm pretty sure he makes top 10. So He does. Okay. He, he did. And I don't know how, how well he did. I don't know when his... he. They will not tell us. They refuse to tell us. Well, we tried and tried and tried. What I can tell you tell is, is the first couple of episodes, you know, he was kind of on the down low. They didn't really, like, profile him because there's, like, right. 20 chefs, and they had to right. weed it all out. So yes. last week, if you haven't caught got current last week nick was spotlighted because he was in the bottom four and so he had to make this scallop dish with truffles and pancetta and so he got like raving reviews from gordon ramsay and specifically Mm -hmm. but yes and so it was a very cool moment for him so i i know all this because i watch it but go ahead we watch we watch it too and we did see that episode so you know like I said, never really super impressed with celebrity the title. I mean, you know, you're just you, it's your job. It's what you do. Essentially, if mm-hmm. you become well known, that's what that's just part of it. So Janelle, I was really excited to meet because Daryl spoke very highly of her. And he was actually very disappointed that she was moving to San Diego when she left because she was a really great person to work with. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, they want to you know, they we're going to have breakfast. I said, awesome. So we go to this place werewolf. He's the head chef there. Oh, cool. So she met literally one of the most energetic people, super positive. She she actually she actually played on the pro golf tour when she was younger. She oh. actually left college to play pro golf. Um, she never made the LPGA, but she was the one right under it, and I can't remember the name of it, but she said what it was. Right. She said, I really get frustrated watching the LPGA now because half those girls I beat. Oh. And the problem with the problem with pro golf is it's not just about skill. There's a whole more a lot more to it, like sponsors and money. And yeah. she didn't have any of that. So skill can actually get you so far if you really want to go pro. So we were chit chatting with her and I got to know her really well. And she talked about, you know, obviously she talked about Nick quite a bit. He really kept it on the down low that he was even on a show. He didn't have any official restaurant experience after the show when he completed his stint on the show, whether it was to the very end or not, I don't know. So we don't know how far he went, but I think he went fairly far on the show. But he won't let us know. He refuses to tell. She knows, but we don't. Well, Um, I mean, obviously, just like any competition, you have to, you know... You right. sign a confidentiality agreement. Because Absolutely. If that gets blown. Right. Then. So when he got back, she's like, first of all, we were broke because he'd been gone and right. wasn't working. And so he picked up a job and he was miserable. And she's like, babe, you need to get back in the kitchen. Yeah. So he grabbed a job at some burger place. And they're like, you don't have any experience. He goes, I know. And they're like, well, all right, well, we're going to start you with these simple things. And he blew through them. Right. Janelle is... She is the reason he is so successful, by the way. She is his, this is corny, but she is the wind beneath his wings, man. She believes in him so fully that there is nothing this person isn't going to be able to do. Nick is going to do everything. I mean, he is so talented. He came out from the kitchen. He is exactly what you would think. He absolutely, when he's in a room, everyone stops. He has that X factor yeah. that some people have 
that others just simply don't. He is just radiating when he comes out. He's like, hi. Is he a pretty big guy? He's a huge guy. Okay, because on TV, he looks like he's a pretty big guy. He is a big guy. He's very dapper. He's great. First of all, he comes out. I turn around. He goes, you must be the angel that Daryl is married to. He's like, (laughs) I can't. He goes, we met Daryl. I'm like, there's no way this man is married because he's a workaholic, essentially. He goes, and here you are. Hello. Nice to finally meet you. You are the reason he's so great. And I'm like, well, I've just met the reason why you're so great. Janelle is amazing. Yeah. And so he is like ear just grinning from ear to ear. He's like, what did you he goes, I'm so sorry, I don't know what you guys had because I would have made it myself because they were just I mean it's Comic Con. They're like slammed oh, I'm 24/7. Sure. And especially with a restaurant named Werewolf, I mean Yeah, and it's right in downtown. And the thing is, is when he first got the job, he didn't tell anybody that he was on a reality show. And Janelle's like, you have to tell people. And he's like, I don't want to. I don't want to tell people. He was like, he wasn't embarrassed. He was just, he's so freaking humble. He's well, like, it doesn't matter. He, he does, goes, I just love to cook. He doesn't need to now. <laughs> well, what happened was he, the first show aired where they show him come out with his apron where, he, right. where Janelle comes in and hugs him. And she's telling me the story and I started crying. Oh, it's so, <laughs> I mean, they show... Every time someone exits, they they replay when they first got their original aprons and they went running outside to their families. And it is very touching. She said, first of all, the process is is arduous and you're waiting and waiting and waiting. When he came out with that apron, she's like, I could not run to him fast enough. And I'm sitting there and I'm I'm getting teary eyed. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I said, you two are going so far. You two are going so far with this thing. So anyway, it was a great meeting. We went to Comic-Con. We enjoyed the day. We came home. We were, you know, we came back to our hotel. We were exhausted. She texted. She goes, we're taking you out to dinner. So we got ourselves cleaned up, went to a local place that just opened to have uh, we had cocktails with them. We had dinner, learned all about him. He's just some he is literally one of the most realist people i mean he gets he you know daryl told him about our podcast and he was excited to hear about it and we are getting an interview with him oh my an official God. interview yes <laughs> isn't that exciting that is very exciting i don't know when but he's all in he's like whenever you tell me when and i'm like okay and so we That's have the contact so information cool. Daryl is setting up the time because obviously he's working a crap ton. And with the show, you know, I think there's, I think they're almost halfway through the season. I think it ends in September, he said. Uh So I don't know if we will get him before or after the end of the season. I'm hoping we'll get him before. I think it would be good to have him after his exit, whatever exit it is. If he winds up, if he ends up getting cut or if he ends right. up winning. The thing is, is that everything that uh, in regards to the show, those are easy questions because, you know, we can ask him how Gordon, We I already know a lot of Did the, you ask him about Gordon Ramsay? I said, my sister wants to know. <laughs> so curious. About Gordon Ramsay. And he's like, oh, he is literally the nicest man you've ever met. He said he has to get into character. The yelling and all of that stuff. When he gets himself into that, you don't want to be around him. But off the set, his children are always on set. He's always he's always working with them, doing their homework or, you know, talking to them on the phone or, you know, he's always he's a very he's very dedicated to his family. 
And he goes, now I'm a big guy. And I said, mm-hmm. yes, you are. He goes, he's bigger than me. He goes, when I help, when I shake his hand, his hand is twice my size. Wow. He's a huge dude. And I said, you know, that's so funny. He doesn't look that big to me on TV, but he's really, really tall and really just a massive human. Like he's just a big dude. Well, that's so exciting about Gordon Ramsay. Yes. You know what though? That probably, and this is just my humble opinion. What? That... The fact that he had such a good uh, experience with him just probably speaks to how well Nick is as a chef. Because I've watched Gordon Ramsay for years on all of his shows. And he does not give an ounce of respect to someone who (laughs) does not, you know, doesn't bring their A game. And so I think Nick probably definitely brought his A game. The thing with with Nick is he went in with a plan and it was funny when we were sitting at dinner I said okay now this is nothing now Nick had has had a tumultuous childhood oh very rough and so and we didn't get into details at that at that moment but I said now this is nothing personal uh, about your life and how you made your way I mean he's a college graduate he went to Sac State good for him so it's it has nothing to do with that I said however let's be real you're on a reality show, Nick. What did you have to say to them? Are you uh, fighting for your mother's chemo treatment? Oh, right. Are you, you know, I mean, there yeah. he goes, well, you have to pull the heartstrings. You have it is true. to. You have to have a backstory. You have to have a story. I said, okay, so, so Janelle goes, yeah, although it may be true that we want the 10 grand to go travel... It's that's not what gets you on the show. He, she's like, I knew that if we could just get past the food audition part, if they could just interview him, he was going to win. He was going to go all the way. I right. knew it because he's so formal. I mean, he's just so real and he's so comfortable. He's very down to earth on the show. And he's humble and he's just, you see what you get. She goes, I, she, they were saying, Janelle was saying, She's so pleased with the editing because, you know, she's met a lot of these contestants, obviously. Oh, God. Some of them are just, you know, horrific. But They are. And she's like, it's funny how they're making certain people be like the quote unquote villain of the show. And and Nick's even like, it's really weird watching it because I'm like, really, she's not that bad. I mean, she's all right. Well, but but it's editing, you know, it's editing. What are you going to do? Well, there's people who've done salacious things that, you know, are backstabbing, you know, types of things. So, I mean, you know, if they highlight that, highlight that, then, yeah, you're going to be like, I don't like that person. (laughs) What's great, though, is that they are both very pleased because they haven't edited him at all. That's who he is. That's good. He's very, they haven't had to do a thing for him. Well, and like I said, is last week was really the first chance at seeing him. So Mm -hmm. I really look forward to seeing a lot more of him. He basically went in knowing he's like, I had no, he goes, there are people who go in guns a blazing and they, they bounce out almost immediately. They burn out so fast. Oh yeah. There's a guy on there that has been in the bottom pretty much from the beginning, but I really like him. His <laughs> name is Derek, but yeah, Derek uh, is, yes, I really I like Derek. him, but he, he just rubs people the wrong way and he finds himself in the right. bottom almost every single time, time, but at least he can cook his ass out of it. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Exactly. So it's interesting to talk to him about it now, of course, because this happened a long time ago. You know, he's been home for a few months now. Yeah, right. So it's interesting to watch it. But now his boss found out that he was on, that he is on MasterChef. Right. And so now they have viewing parties at Werewolf every week. 
to see if he's going to make it to the oh, next week. Ex- well, that is brilliant marketing. I yes. Mean, and so, and everybody, you know, and he has to wear the hat, the fedora, oh, because well, if you don't, nobody knows who he is. That's it's what like, makes him stand out. Exactly. He said, in fact, we had to reshoot, a, uh, he, they had to reshoot uh, the group walking into uh, an, a, an area for the next challenge because they said, oh, we have to stop. We have to do it again. They're like, why? They're like, Nick's not wearing his hat. We didn't know who he was. He just blends in with everybody. <laughs> he was so, just a guy with long curly hair. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be really exciting to interview him whenever uh, producer Dub is getting the arrangements. So we will make ourselves available to for whenever. Now, he's being handled by people. So, But he's already, we've already got the thumbs up one level in so it shouldn't it won't take much oh my god is that exciting god i just i'm so excited i i know I, and thank you so much for asking him about gordon ramsay i am just eager. oh yeah you know what gordon ramsay i would almost say is on the free pass list i was gonna say i think it is i can tell by the little twitter in your throat for me i can't help it i don't know why you know how much i love a big asshole i just <laughs> I just yes. adore it. And yes. he's, you know, blonde, the accent, I everything. Mean, and he's g- become, uh, he has aged really well. He's doing, yes, he does look well. Oh, that was the thing was when they were making that scallop dish, half the stuff you don't, obviously you don't see on the show. Oh, I know. So he said, yeah, it was really funny because, you know, Gordon Ramsay was saying, oh, the, um, the truffles are so decadent and delicious. He's like, so I popped one in my mouth. And Gordon goes, hey, did you like that? Nikki goes, actually, no, this tastes absolutely terrible. And he spit it out. <laughs> he goes, it was so gross. Well, he's Gordon like, Ramsay put one in his mouth, like a, like a. So Nick did it too. And he's like, Ugh. he's like, they taste terrible. I don't know why anybody would want to truffle on anything. You know what? Why would anyone want to eat snails or, I don't you know, know, I right. mean, it's just the things that are decadent to some are, you know, repugnant to others. It's so true. It is so true. Anyway, so I knew that I, I first of all, I could not wait to tell you about I'm meeting so Nick Nappy. That is so exciting. I'm, and I'm hearing so all about it. Jealous. And I love that they are just such normal people. Oh, they're so, and they're, they are literally, I mean, if, if you know what, I wish they lived here because they would probably be in our circle, you know? You know what? I don't say this often. They are, they are above us a bit. Oh, they are, they are going places, Paula. These people, this is just the beginning for them. They we're going to see them on like Food Network or something. This guy is no joke. He is not only does he have the face, the confidence, the humility. He's got a woman who thinks that he runs this world. I mean, he, she thinks he is everything and she has the wherewithal to get it done and he listens to her. I wonder what it would be like to feel that way about someone. <laughs> I just, I've never felt that way. And they are going to be a culinary power couple. I, I'm willing so to. I'm. Does she cook, or is she a stay-at-home mom, or what? It, what is no, the, she's in. No, no, no. She's no. They're young, Paula. First oh, of all. they are. Well, that's no, the difference. They, that's why they're going places. Yes, they're they're, they're, their life has there. just begun. <laughs> no, she's in marketing. She actually is. Um, she was in radio, uh, but now she's in like PR and marketing. I mean, she's. She's running the show, man. She's well, she knows I mean, what she's doing. Location, location, location. I mean, help. And you know, and when you are. have a product like Nick, who's mm-hmm. easy to sell. Sure. I mean, he's an easy sell. They're building a whole. They're going to have an empire. I know it. I believe it. This and I'm, I am not an easy sell. And I was convinced 
absolutely convinced. It's going to be exciting to see. We went to their um, their loft. They live in a loft in downtown San Diego. Um, met their dogs. I got a nicknappy shirt because now they're selling shirts they've sold out twice so far. Wow. Um, so when this show posts, I'm definitely going to take a picture with the nicknappy shirt on and it's hashtag real men cook. How exciting. We're going to be huge cheerleaders. For of course. I've, I've been. Yeah. Since you yes. guys told me. And so yeah. I'm like so elated. In fact, we're recording on Wednesday night and I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, God, Master Chef is on right now. It's recording. I know. <laughs> I know it's recording and I'm, and I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's actually a thing that me and my son Ryan we are you watch big Master Chef Master Chef fans yes oh, and so he'll he'll tell me Thursday morning he's like mom guess what and I'm like what he's all <laughs> Master Chef recorded last night oh <laughs> so time to watch with our series so yes we're just like Team Nick all the way we're very excited oh good I'm so, so excited well that's amazing I'm sure and he'll be so pleased to oh, hear that we're, I mean we're just elated last yes. week we were like everyone was like white knuckled when he was in the bottom I'm like <laughs> oh my like, god no! I'm like, yeah. it can't be the end, especially because you know, there's so many other people on there that are horrid. And I'm just like, I they, know. Ugh. And it's hard because you don't want to talk crap because he knew all these well, people. And, I'm not you trying know. to talk crap, but there's like the one girl, like every time someone starts talking to her, she starts crying. And I'm Is just that the like, one that was in the bottom. Yes. But she didn't end up leaving because Paula, um, she got lucky that the other guy just checked out. That that guy like barely produced a piece of lettuce on his plate. <laughs> there was one guy who brought his up and he's like Gordon Ramsay's just like Jesus that's as big as the plate you know he was just <laughs> yes. I just love him I, I would take any criticism or praise I'd be like I love it whatever you want shower me with it <laughs> yes yeah so anyway and then of course sadly my ugly and awkward moment includes Nick Nappy oh what a shock right oh, Jamie no, 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 no. Nothing bad. Nothing between the two of us specifically. It Just was another human. Promise me that options wasn't involved. No. Okay, oh, good. God, no. Okay, Opposite. Good. Opposite. No, 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 no. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Saturday evening when we were at Comic-Con and we were looking through going, oh, we should get the kids something while we're here. You know, buy them a little trinket of some kind. So we're looking around trying to find something reasonable. And there was a lot of ripeness going on. <sighs> Was it warm that day or? It, it was warm every day, but it, but we're winding down to the end of the road. And I think a lot of these folks were camping in the Hall H oh, where you had to like not leave. And, you know, I'd read all these tips like, don't forget to wear deodorant. Don't forget to brush your teeth. I'm like, those are silly. Why would you, that everybody's got a hotel here. Why would you need to tell people? Well, now I know because well, I'm now like, everybody. Well, what is it? Are you guys, you know, watching a bunch of five year olds? I mean, like, that's they have the same signs posted at a preschool <laughs> there are some people who are socially inept that come i mean there are now the one thing i will say about comic-con is this revisiting this and then we'll move on is it is a place where people who feel like an outcast at home can go and feel completely like themselves it's like a giant caitlin jenner convention oh. in the sense that you can go and let your freak flag fly and no one's going to judge you. No one's going to make fun of you. They embrace you. They want you there. You are you are welcome. And right. anybody from me who likes to casually enjoy that type of lifestyle, but not really, to those who are so far in that you cry at the sight of Harrison Ford. 
it doesn't matter. No one is laughing or judging you. And that is the truth. I mean, you were definitely outnumbered. Oh, totally. So you you kind of have to accept it then. I did accept it. Daryl was snickering here and there. And I was like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. You know, this is their place. This is where they are. Like you were just already angry at him. (laughs) You know what, Paulette? There was a time he was trying to help. Like trying to help. You were just going to seize any and every opportunity (laughs) to just like be irritated with him. I we got back to the hotel and my phone was at like four percent and it was the first night and I said, well, I need to, you know, plug it in. He goes, "Okay," And he goes, well, there's a plug behind, you know, in between because it was two. We had two beds because we got one of the last rooms. We had two double beds. (laughs) So what? Did you sleep in your own bed? Well, it was it was discussed. So doubles are kind of small, actually. They're very small. I mean, compared to a queen, even they're really small. Yeah. Luckily, we're not large people. No, you aren't. It's doable. But I mean. And, it, and we did sleep in the same bed ultimately. But anyway, so I said, all right, so I'm I'm leaning over. And he goes, you know, it's easier if you go f- from underneath. And I said, okay. He goes, well, let me do it because he wa- he's helping. And so he's underneath plugging in my phone charger. So I back up to get out of his way. Well, he's sprawled out on the floor. <laughs> I turn around and fall hard <laughs> on my no. On my ass. And I mean, like, really hard. He goes, oh, sorry. I'm like, I, I got up. And I was so pissed because I fell really hard on my ass on my side, like on my hip. Would you throw it And I him? said, I hate you. I got up and I stopped to the bathroom and I slid the door as hard as I could. Your little you slider door. I'm surprised you didn't. that thing didn't shatter. It because it it was heavy and it just slid slowly. Oh it was God. the it's like trying to be really mad at making an exit with the elevator door slowly closing. I it was know. so irritating, and I'm in there and I'm like, I am so angry right now. And I was just like, what is going? Okay, I have to calm down. <laughs> like, I'm just so pissed because my and I said, you know, if this was in 30 years and I had fallen, I would have broken my hip and I'd be dead. <laughs> Well, I'm so but if this was 30 years from now, he probably wouldn't be sprawled on the floor. God, I was so angry. And I said, I'm taking a shower. When I just took a shower. Oh, my God. That is so funny. That, that is was, so that funny. That was the theme. That, that was him. He was helping all weekend. And so we were at the airport leaving. He was trying to make up for, you know. Consistently. The thing is, is by Sunday, first of all. Saturday night after dinner, and we, you know, saw uh, Nick and Janelle's home, lovely home. Uh, They wanted to take us out for cocktails. So we went to a place and had some cocktails. And Daryl is not Nick's size. And so he cannot drink nearly as much as a gentleman Nick's size. Well, and I'm guessing people who work in the restaurant industry, they probably drink fairly, you know, often. So it's not... Well, they keep... They keep different hours. I mean, sometimes it's he comes home different... at two in the morning. I mean, it's just a different lifestyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could not consume the uh, the levels uh, of that Nick was consuming, and so I definitely did not because I just I know my limits, and um, I was also in the presence of people that knew Daryl very well, and I wanted I was attempting to maintain some kind of you know moral compass i didn't want to be an embarrassment to my well, husband you know, really? i didn't want to 
I didn't want to do that. So I was trying to keep it together. But so Sunday morning, Daryl was ill for quite some time. Oh, geez. So we really, you know, we did ultimately rent a car. We went up to La Jolla. We went to the beach. It was great. And, you know, but we were exhausted. So by the time we got to the airport, our flight was at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, God. We get to the airport and, you know, we're like, at this point, we're both really tired, so we're like grumpy little children. Yeah. And you know how that is when you're grumpy and you're tired and you just want to go home. Everybody just needs to go to bed. Everybody needs to get away from each other right. and sleep it off, right? And so it had been a whirlwind weekend. And we ultimately, we had an amazing, amazing trip. It wasn't all Comic-Con, which was even better. I mean, it was yeah. just a full, well-rounded trip. So we get to the airport, and we're trying to check in and check our luggage, and you kind of put, push all these buttons. When you're all done, you press this big button at the bottom that says, finish. Daryl is staring at the button, and his finger is waving around it. I go, why aren't you pressing the button? He goes, what? I go, press the button. <laughs> and so he's like, oh. So he's like, he finally pressed the effing button. I'm like, I looked at him later when we were in the TSA line, I looked at him, and I go, you know what? When we get home... <laughs> God, what? I go, when we get, and I was serious because I was so angry and tired. I said, when we get home, I think you should have a brain scan. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> and he looked at me kind of glassy. I was like, what? I said, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I go, I don't know what happened to you this weekend. I go, but there is clearly something going on in there that needs to be addressed. Sometimes I wish Daryl's brain had a microphone that we could hear because... <laughs> I can only imagine the things he says to you, like you know what? telepathically. <laughs> I don't know, but it it we it couldn't nearly be nearly as mean as what I say. Because he probably is thinking like, yeah, you're damn right. I need a brain scan to put up with your figure out ass. why the fuck I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Pretty much, <laughs> I know. But anyway, so we finally get to the airport, and of course. Uh, every stereotypical airport person that you could possibly fathom is there and cringing on my area. So we're sitting down, we're peaceful, we're quiet, we're not speaking, we're just playing with our little phones. And all of a sudden, these behemoths from God knows where sit down across from us, two very large parents with three children oh who are barely behaved. Why and would her they, sister. Why would they want to fly at 10 o'clock at night? I don't know. Well, maybe we got they, there pretty maybe early. Maybe the kids were going to fall asleep or something. I don't know. They were on the flight before us, which was headed to Illinois. So I'm, I'm oh. and I just turned to Darlene and said, I really hope to God they are not on our flight because they are going to be sorry. They will be sorry if they are on my flight. Were they? He's like, no, they, they left before. Basically, they were leaving us alone. They had gone to Disneyland. I don't know how they ended up in San Diego, but they were, they had gone, clearly gone to Disneyland with all of their items. And the sister, finally, she's on the phone with someone from somewhere. And she's like, I told you, I'm in San Diego. And I was like, okay, this if this is the theme of this large party, I don't know if I can handle it. You know, I, I've really taken all I can take with, uh, with awkward folks. Okay. Right. And so what's funny is that the husband is well aware <laughs> that this is not going well for him. He knows that he's trapped, that he, he can't apologize enough for his bad children and his loud, obnoxious wife and sister-in-law. So he's just trying to deal. Right. And he sees my face because, you know, I'm so, you know, casual and I don't yeah. let anyone know how I'm feeling. Of course not. So finally, his middle child, who's probably four, she decides to be brave and slowly, ever so slowly, walk toward me. 
What? I, I don't understand With that. her finger in her mouth, and she's, you know, wild, filthy, dirty hair walking towards me slowly like, I'm going to investigate this person because I'm dumb. And I just am curious what will happen if I encringe on this. So finally I get up and, I told, and Daryl's like, what? I finally get up and go, hey, I've had enough. And I get up and I walk away. I give kids <laughs> dirty looks. Oh, God, I hate it. I hate it. God. So how many days did it take you to recover from all of this <sighs> madness? Well, let's see. I've been home for three days and I'm still exhausted. So God. hopefully by the weekend. I'm exhausted be- just hearing about it. You know what? It was a very full weekend with a lot of human beings that I normally don't interact with. And I don't mean nerds. I just mean all types of people. Sure. And, you know, it's but it's it was one of those things where it's like like the airport is one of those places where freaking out and making demands it doesn't do anyone any good because what are you gonna do i mean you're all there it's you're true. stuck there you know it's there's true and there's nowhere to go i mean i marched off thinking i was gonna go somewhere a mile away and i ended up making a circle that was about 40 feet wide and i saw the back of their heads all immediately and went well that was a brief march what am i gonna do now if you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. If you do, there's a good chance you'll hear all about their ugly and awkward moments as they happen. Plus, you can share yours with us. Go to UGLEETruth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. So let's go ahead and uh, let's get into our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Okay, so I I was torn because I had two this week and they Ooh. both happened in the same night. So I awesome. might just save one for like, you know, the weeks where I don't do something stupid. Put one in your pocket. Which is rare, but occasionally it happens. And so, so anyways, Victor, he works at an airfield strip and there's a segment of the airfield that is dedicated to like the military helicopters, you know, the airplane, the governor flies on, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. So it's gated. It's, it's all, you know, chained off. You can't get in. And so sometimes in the evening, we'll go out there and, you know, bring him a coffee or whatever. You know, if we happen to be coming back from your house, we'll stop by. So this particular night we were going out there, his daughter's in town visiting. So we went out there and when you pull up because it's gated off, you have to talk into like a little speaker box and there's a camera and it's all in his little shack that he's at you know because he monitors all the cameras and everything so i pull up to the speaker box and i start making funny faces and i stuck my thumb on my nose and i lifted it up and then i started waving my fingers and i stuck my tongue out and i'm like you know and i was like so then all of a sudden i heard uh can i help you (laughs) so (laughs) i'm just like i'm like it's me silly let me in and then uh, then i then i heard victor say hold on and so I was like, that, that was weird. I'm like, hello, he could see me. So we go up to the gate and he's just like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he says, you know, the uh, camera goes into the big screen in that building over there. And oh. I'm, and I'm like, what building? He says, the National Guard building right there. 
he says, when you heard someone say, uh, can I help you? He says it was one of the gentlemen in there. He says, Oops. I'm going to have to go explain to them what you were doing or why you were doing it. So I oh, guess there's no. like a giant like LCD TV with, oh my God. with, with the camera. Oh, yeah. no. And so, <laughs> and that's so why you gave a little show. I didn't know that. I thought it was just Victor who could see the camera. And so that's why when I heard the, uh, uh, can I help you? Oh, my God. That, was, that wasn't that was Victor. That was somebody else. Well, you're allowed to visit, right? No, it's, it's that's not the problem. What the no, problem no, I is, know. But I'm that... just saying it's not like you were breaking any rules, right? No, but they were probably wondering what the hell I was doing. <laughs> they were like, uh, we have an unstable woman over on Airfield 22. I literally had, like I said, my thumb with my nose, like pig nose. And I was oh, waving my. my fingers. And then I was doing, like, my tongue out. And I'm like, ah. You know, oh my god! Was, and I was and I was like out were of you, out of my window, like getting closer to the camera. <laughs> so they were wondering what the hell you were. They're like, "Who? What? Well, happening? you know what was funny is is it took like a few seconds before somebody said something, and I'm like, "What? You're like, hello? I, I'm thinking, I'm like, what's taking so long? And <gasps> they were probably sitting in there thinking, like, what do we? Let's keep watching. Let's see what she does. What everybody? do we do? <laughs> Like we can't pull God. our weapons on her. I mean, that is so got a car full of funny. kids, but that's embarrassing. It was humiliating. Oh, I did. I had Why do no do idea. Things like that. Well, because I, I mean, where Victor is, there's cameras and all that. Well, so yeah. I just assume that he's the only one. I'm like, why on earth? Especially at, it was like 9:30 at night. Why would there be people? Why would there be the anybody in the main building? You know, but there were. Well, Paula, you know, you've you've never been able to say no to a camera. So. Well, I am. I'm a bit of a <laughs> camera whore. Yes. <laughs> so so funny. I'm just like I didn't, you know, show my boobs or something like I would have been. I would have driven out like, bye. See you later. <laughs> see you next time. That was so embarrassing. Yeah, right. That is so funny. Tip your waitresses. God. (laughs) Nice. All right. So tell me what what yours is. I had an ugly moment. Okay. Uh, Not awkward. Now, these, we've discussed these before. We've all had our ugly moments. Uh uh, Bar fights. Uh Being escorted out of buildings. What have you. Sure. So after, this was with Nick and Janelle, we were at one of the little bars that they frequent. He, They said during the week, it's actually, there's like five people in here. We walked in and it was like wall-to-wall people. There Plus. was just, it was so crowded because of Comic-Con. Right. So we ordered some cocktails and we were just standing because it's standing room only. There's like three tables. And so we were just standing there chit-chatting and talking. Some people came in, uh, this one person came in with a costume on pseudo costume he it was a dude and he was probably like a, an inch shorter than me little um person not little person but a, a, a smaller person and we're not tall people for those no of we're not he listen. was probably five two five okay. three wow short. that's a that's a little guy so anyway they come in uh he was with somebody who was very tall who what do you was mean dressed- they no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> he was with some other people who had come from comic-con one was dressed up like jesus in a robe That's uh whatever i know and i'm like and i turned to nick i go look nick look it's jesus look it's jesus it was funny really? at the time I, I was drunk anyway <laughs> so uh th- this group came in and they were standing next to our group now, we were just having a ball talking, and they were talking about people they used to work with and stories and, you know, just going on. And, you know, the four of us were just chatting. Now, Nick is actually, of the two of them, he's much more reserved. 
but he's he is an outgoing dude but he's <clears throat> he's a dude and you know women you know we're like la, 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 you know we're fly, flitting about everywhere yeah and guys don't sit there and you know divulge their life they story. don't cluck 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 the way we do right. when we're having a good time but he was having a good time and we were all just chit-chatting and talking and i uh i don't know if you're this way but i am hyper aware of others when i'm in public and a lot of it is be it's a safety thing for me i just always want to know when something's coming yeah. i don't like to be blindsided especially in a bar it's just an or a crowd like at a concert or anything anytime so, i'm in those situations i'm always fight ready i don't know why well i'm the same way and it's like the safety's off the gun <laughs> our history has proven that we are always ready for a fight right if necessary not we don't go looking for one not usually so i'm standing and janelle is standing in front of me daryl is standing in front of me and nick is standing in between me and daryl next to me so we're making like this little square and we're just talking we're leaving everyone alone just enjoying ourselves this dude who was wearing i thought it was a horse head like a like a cloth plush horse head yeah but apparently it was a fish head which i didn't know does it matter it will later okay <laughs> he started giving nick some crap what do you and mean he, he kept giving him the eye like he was being confrontational and he was giving him the business and he was like now he was standing kind of behind me but we were facing the same direction and he and i looked and i noticed it immediately and i turned to nick i go why is this guy giving you shit and he's like it's nothing you know he's just drunk and being dumb now nick has lived some life let me tell you he does not break easily he does not lose his temper he is a gentleman of gentlemen let me tell you and so he was ignoring this guy but the guy started getting a little physical. He started kind of pushing his body, like his body kept touching us and he was kind of like making his presence known. And he turned to Nick and Nick said, listen, I'm going to ask you politely, you're banging, you're, you're, you're pushing into my girls and you're being rude and you need to knock the shit off. Just mind your own business and leave us alone. Good for him. Just that's enough. Yeah. I'm asking you nicely. And they all looked at, you know, they looked at him like, uh, okay. You know, they weren't, like, offended, but they're just like, all right. Well, that's warning one. Right. Okay, that's your first warning. That should be the only warning. With someone like Nick, who has a lot to lose, kind of, he's not going to lose his mind over some five-foot asshole. Right. Who, ha- who comes into town once a year and has never experienced a bar with normal humans in his life. Whereas so, us, on the other hand. <laughs> right. So... But I saw, and the guy kept turning and giving a look like he goes, you know, I'm going to do some karate shit on you or something like that. And I went, oh, God. He said okay. that? Yeah, he said that. And not to me, to Nick. After the the first polite request to knock the shit off. So ultimately, he kept pushing Janelle and I kind of with his body. And now I'm kind of ignoring it because what am I going to do? I know, you know exactly he's not, what I would have done. Well, it wasn't it didn't feel like he was doing it on purpose because it was a crowded bar. So I kind of wasn't recognizing that he was being this way. But Nick was, you know, he's taller than all of us. So he can see. And Janelle is tall, too. Right. Not like him, of course. Finally, he turns around and he's like, that's it, man. He's like, you're pushing my girls. You're being rude. I've asked you nicely. That's enough. And the guy's like, ah, da, da. and so he said, let's step outside. So Nick walks outside and we're just standing there and the guy just stood there and acted like he didn't say anything. 
And he turned around and started drinking with his friends again. Nick waited for a few minutes and then he came back in. He goes, well, you know what? I gave you an opportunity to show me what you got and you didn't do it. So now we're really done. And so then the guy hip checked me with his ass. I turned around so fast, Paula. I grabbed that fish head by the reins and I ripped it off of his head so fast that they didn't even know what happened. Like Daryl and everybody's like, oh my God. The problem was, is it was tied around his neck, <laughs> which I did not know. So that, I thought it was like a hood or something. That takes the coolness right out of it. <laughs> so I, I turned around, <laughs> I grabbed it by the pink mane or whatever it was, and I ripped it off of his head so fast that I like did the hanger thing with his neck. And he's like, look, look. you know, Nick, you know, it like ripped back. Right. And I said, hey, I'm like, that's like, oh. but I was Sometimes like, when we get like that, the voice that comes out sounds like I, Satan. I don't even know. And Daryl's like, I don't know what to do right now. He's like, like I just, just have to let it happen. Drink your apple teeny. And, and Janelle is standing next to me. And she's like, wow, that went that went fast. I like can't. that that just went from zero to 150, like immediately. I would have turned around and grabbed him by the throat and pushed him against whatever closest, whether it's a bar, a wall, a person, was... whatever it was. And I would have been like, you knock that shit off. <laughs> I know. And so finally, they removed themselves and went to the other side of the bar. I'm surprised they didn't After remove that, themselves, period. Um, the thing is, is that uh, th- there was a girl with them and she kept giving me a look and I looked at her and I said, don't even think about I it. I would have taken her ass outside. She was uh, terrified. She wasn't going to do anything to me. Nothing. And so we finally got a table. The bartender escorted us to the table because, you know, we were not going to be kicked out of this place. This was not going to happen. They no. are regulars. They know yeah. who he is. That was not happening. Afterwards, I told Daryl, I said, God, I'm so embarrassed because I went ugh immediately, like instant <laughs> ugh. I didn't even think, I mean, you don't think about it. It just happens. Happens. And I, yeah. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, I hope they don't think less of me. He goes, oh, I, I don't think so. Why, because said, you tried to rip off a cloth fish head? <laughs> well, it was just so fast and it was so violent so quickly, you know. But anyway, um, it was interesting. And so I said, well, I hope I didn't leave too bad of an impression. You know, I was really worried about it. And he's like, no, I think I think you're fine. And Janelle, she's half Italian, half Mexican. I go, oh, oh well, so now I she know. knows tempers. She was fine. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're fine. She gets it. She does get it. And so I and it was really funny. I said, you know, Nick is um, Italian and black. OK, yeah. And I said, I could tell he was mixed. I just couldn't tell. I said, what. Italian, black, and Mexican, you two, ch- you can never, you will literally combust if you make you, a child. They will breed sharks. You will, you will <laughs> literally create a new spawn that will not be able to handle. You will give birth earth. to a nuclear weapon. <laughs> you, there's way too much passion between the two of you. Oh God. Seriously. Be, be be careful is all I'm saying. We're just lucky we're tempered with a little bit of Swedish. Well, I, I told mean... I told Janelle, I said, Daryl is Canadian and English. Do you think <laughs> that there is any way whatsoever I could be with someone who had any kind of spice to him? No, I don't even know. The two of them are unusual and c- amazing, but combustible completely. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I they were the ones that kept their calm. Well, Nick has to, I think. I mean, I think that was, I think that was out of necessity. You know what, though? I am, I am really impressed with his gentleman. Like, it's almost old school approach because. Very. I. Very. There's not many guys that will, like, 
take a guy outside or tell him, let's go outside. And I wish there were more like that, you know? It's true. Speaking of fighting, Conor McGregor won. I know. Did you watch it? I'm such an idiot. No, I... You didn't buy it? I thought it was free. Oh, God, no. The no. prelims were free on Fox. And yes. Then, then well, I the saw your little post. I saw your little post. I know. I'm stupid. I and just... I'm like, oh, my God, she got to go. Mom, I wonder if she'll DVR it so we can watch it. Because, you know, we were nowhere near anything. I, I was on the UFC website and um, I was in a chat room. And the moderator oh. was live chatting what was oh, going sweet. on. Oh, so, that's cool. And he posted a couple pictures. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I definitely was, you know, we, but we couldn't, you know, we couldn't pass up partying with Nick Nappy. And, Heck no. no. I mean, I wouldn't have. I'm so no. jealous. I would. Yeah. I mean, my God, that's a. It was just so great. Amazing. And and they're so normal. And, the, you know, honestly, it's, it was just the funnest. It's funnest a weekend. very cool experience. It was super great. And now we're just huge fans. I mean, we, Daryl adored them before. He's like, no, you're going to love my promise. I'm like, I believe you, you know, I, and the thing is, and I was really honest. I'm like, look, I'm not good at small talk. I'm not good at making good first impressions. I'm just letting you all know now. I, I've decided that's going to be my tactic is just to put it out there right away. Like the second I was left alone, Janelle went to get a drink and Daryl stumbled off to the bathroom and uh -oh. I'm staring at Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm staring at Nick in the face and I'm like, well, so the TV thing's going great. And he's all, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I've only been talking to you for like eight hours, but now I'm going to just randomly bring up television show. I mean, it's just, in a, it's just, I, I just have decided, don't ask me to do small talk. If, if I feel compelled to make up any kind of discussions, just do what he did. Uh-huh. And just let's just let it go. I Because I can't do it. I always just talk about the weather. I can't do it. I, I did that once to somebody that I know. And they're like, really? Is that where we are now? <laughs> like, I'd be like, I well, know. what else did you want? Do you want it's me to safe. let you know I'm on my period? I mean, what? <laughs> this is where my extremes are. So I don't know either what get to the say. weather. Or we can talk about how I just got my period after six months. And it's been a total bitch. <laughs> it's for up like to you. Seven days. Where would you like to go? You know, I'd like to downgrade from super absorb to just general maxi. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say I won because I ripped a fish head off of someone's well, head. Kind of. You you jerked it off. And, or I did. Well, I kind of. I tried to rip it off. I was so disappointed that it was stuck on his neck. You jerked off a fish head. So I did. How exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> First time for everything at Comic-Con. That is so funny. Well, so. this was definitely the Comic-Con slash MasterChef Nick Nappy episode. Yes. So excited that you had such a great time and you got to yes. meet them. And, and you'll get to speak to him, too. I know. I'm just... I'm well, I guess I'm going to have to think of small talk, but... No, no, no. We'll we'll figure out the interview thing. I'll try and stop asking so many Gordon Ramsay questions. No, I think, you know what? I think you... I think there's only certain things that we can't really talk about, like, because of the show. But, I mean, like, like, did you win? <laughs> I don't think we no, can ask that. No, I wouldn't that. ask him that. No, I would probably just... I'm, you know, what? we'll come up with we're, we're we we don't know when to shut up. I'm an so, interviewer. I yes, I know so am I. what to ask questions. Yes, so I think that should be fine. It'll be great. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week. Hopefully you had a nice week and we have more exciting things to talk about next. In fact, we had 
so many things to talk about. We'll we get uh, through any of it. We'll get through uh, to them next week. I'll be mm-hmm. uh, starting off with funeral discussions or yes, I think processions. It, well, you know, I'm I'm so excited because you know how like I love death. Uh, I'm just telling so, you, it's everyone's coming in from every state, every angle, huh? you know, and it, suddenly it's just mayhem. Yeah, so I think next week's theme will be death, sex, and love, or something. Sure. Yeah, that Sounds works. Good. All so right. works for me. Just on a side note, make sure that you check out our Amazon and our Avon page. Yes. You can get that through the uglytruth.com and then our shopping mall page. And just as a note to Nick Nappy, tune into Fox, your local Fox channel on Wednesday nights. Um, yeah. I believe it's at, at 9 p.m. or 8 p.m. Um, yeah. Check your local listing and watch Master Chef and be sure that you are Team Nick. And hashtag real men cook. Hashtag real men cook. So mm-hmm. good luck to him, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.